God's people, something designed to give you a little encouragement, a little nourishment, and strengthen you. Our study today is entitled, Obahu. It's because we're studying the book of Obadiah. I thought it might be interesting for us for the next few weeks to study a number of books in the scripture that are just little one-chapter epistles, little one-chapter books that God has given us. Obadiah comes to us with only 21 verses. It's a very obscure book. Uh, Many of us have never really had a, a serious study of the book. And when we look at it, we might wonder why we would study it. Because it's a it's an epistle. It is a, a prophecy of judgment upon the ancient nation of Edom. Edomites were the traditional enemies of God's people. And so we might look at that and say, well, you know, it's all very interesting. And in its day, it might have been quite helpful to the people of Judah. But what has this got to do with me? If you're like me, most of us have never met an Edomite, and you won't meet an Edomite, because God has done to the nation of Edom what he prophesied in this book. Obadiah is a small book. It's only 21 verses, but it deals with a big theme that really is important to us in our day. This is not just about an ancient people who have now passed away. This is about people who are living among us even today. And it deals with the fate of people who hate God's people. You know, anti-Semitism is on the rise in our society. Obadiah warns us that for believers, there's no room for such poisonous thinking. And unfortunately, not a few anti-Semites in our time claim to be Christians. How does God feel about that? What is God's response to anti-Semitism? Well, we can see it in his words to this earlier group of anti-Semites in Edom. And the book is too long. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but let's just take the first four verses to get us started. The vision of Obadiah. Thus says the Lord God concerning Edom. We've heard a report from the Lord and a messenger has been sent among the nations. Rise up. Let us rise up against her for battle. Behold, I will make you small among the nations. You shall be utterly despised. The pride of your heart has deceived you, you who live in the clefts of the rocks, in your lofty dwelling, who say in your heart, who will bring me down to the ground? Though you soar aloft like the eagle, though your nest is set among the stars, from there I will bring you down, declares the Lord. God is passing judgment on Edom in these verses. And the first thing we learn about God's response to anti-Semitism are in these four verses, and that is that God has passed sentence on Edom's anti-Semites. Verse 4 summarizes that nicely for us, doesn't it? Though you soar aloft like the eagle, though your nest is set among the stars, there I will bring you down, declares the Lord. God says, I'm not going to tolerate this. I'm going to take note of those who hate my people, because those who hate my people hate me. And God says, I'm not going to let this pass. I'm passing sentence on you. And dear ones, God is saying that exact same thing today against the anti-Semitic people in our society. The second thing that God says in reply to anti-Semitism, we find in verses 8 and 9, where we find that God's judgment over the anti-Semitic Edomites would be complete devastation. Verses 8 and 9 said, 
Will I not on that day, declares the Lord, destroy the wise men out of Edom and understanding out of Mount Esau? And your mighty men shall be dismayed, O Teman, so that every man from Mount Esau will be cut off by slaughter. God said, this is how I'm going to respond to that. I'm going to make sure that none who do this are going to survive. The devastation will be complete. And that's the way God feels about this today. God's third response to anti-Semitism is summarized best in verses 13 and 14. Do not enter the gate of my people in the day of their calamity. Do not gloat over his disaster in the day of his calamity. Do not loot his wealth in the day of his calamity. Do not stand at the crossroads and cut off his fugitives. Do not hand over his survivors in the day of distress. These were things that the Edomites did when the Babylonians were destroying Jerusalem. And the point here is that God noted every offense against his people. Nothing that the Edomites did or said or acted upon that was contrary to the best interests of God's people escaped God's notice. God sees it all, and God takes it all into account. And what does he do about it? Well, that's the next thing. God's judgment would suit the crime. He says this in verse 15. For the day of the Lord is near upon all the nations. As you have done, it shall be done to you, and your deeds shall return upon your own head. God not only takes notice of what is done against his people, but the punishment always fits the crime. And that leads us to the last thing that we see, and that's in verses 19 through 21, summarized in verse 21. What we learn here is that God would give all the anti-Semites' possessions over to his people. God said, here's what justice demands. Everything that you're trying to keep for yourself, I'm going to take away from you who hate my people, and I'm going to give it to my people in the end. And I'm going to give it to my people who are going to be ruled over by the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 21 tells us, Saviors shall go up to Mount Zion to rule Mount Esau, and the kingdom shall be the Lord's. Now, this is all pretty severe stuff. What are we to do with it? Well, I think the lesson is clear. For those of us who are believers, we need to stay far away from anti-Semitism. Anti-Semitism has no part in genuine Christianity. And people who say they are Christians, but who make these statements against the nation of Israel, make these statements against the Jewish people, prejudice statements that have no basis other than in race hatred, these people, though they say they're Christians, are not Christians. And those of us who are should have nothing to do with this. We need to stay far away from it. From the book of Obadiah, we learn something with lightning bolt clarity, and that is that God takes these matters very seriously. And that means that we should too. Let's pray. Father, deliver us from people who call themselves Christians and yet hate your people. Deliver us from falling into the trap of thinking that there's something righteous about that or that somehow these people are doing your will. They are not doing your will. Lord, we don't want to fall into that trap. Help us to be people who understand the message of your book and live by it. And we'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us again today. 
Join us again next week. We're going to look at another book of the Bible that has only one chapter. See you then.